Hey guys, Jamie here. Okay, so question. Do you have a fitness lover in your life? Mm, dumb question probably for this crowd. Of course you do. And if they're anything like me, they take their workout rituals the seriously. For instance, if you followed me on Instagram for any length of time, you know I'm obsessed with Celsius, the premium, healthier energy drink for fitness lovers made with thermogenic properties. I cannot work out without one. And my dream holiday gift would be a monthly case delivery of Celsius. Anyone who knows me knows that. Life is complicated enough these days, so spoil your favorite FitFam member with something they really need. Oh, and by the way, if any of y'all are looking to gift me, my favorite flavors include grape rush, watermelon. She could be going on all day, so I'm going to wrap this up. You can purchase Celsius on Amazon or at local retailers near you. Check out Celsius.com to learn more and follow their community of driven athletes. So, Christine, as the style expert, can you settle something for me? What's that, Jane? Is it true that button waistbands have been officially canceled in 2020? Not so fast, my friend. We can still look chic and fab, but after the year we've all had, we're insisting on doing it comfortably. Ah, then it sounds like the perfect gift would be a pair of Revtown jeans. You said it, sister. Revtown was created by combining the science of performance fabrics with the art of high fashion, basically the holy grail of jeans. Wait, what do you mean? The feel of their trademark fabric is so insanely comfortable that you'll look sharp but feel like you're wearing your favorite pair of sweats. Um, that is exactly the kind of vibe I'm looking for as we head into 2021. Where can I get them? Easy. Head over to RevTownUSA.com. Their signature denim starts around $79, making them the perfect price point for holiday gifting. Grab some for prezzies and pick some up for yourself while you're there. Because self-care is all about gifting ourselves first, right? I always have kind of a childlike wonder about things. There are mornings I get up and I'm just like, oh, I have to go to the city today. How is that going to work? I think being kind of, you know, childlike and seeing the, the world through those eyes keeps it fresh. And I also think that saying yes to adventure, saying yes to new things, um, not limiting yourself. There's a certain joy to be kind of a novice at things and say, I don't know, I've never done this before. Welcome back to Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Hey, guys. Hey, ladies. All right. So this is Jamie here. I just had to do the intro for today's guest because we actually have like kind of a hilarious backstory that I'll get into in a minute, but let's just get grounded on who we're sitting here with today. Emmy award-winning TV personality, style expert, fashion designer, interior designer, and New York Times best-selling author are just some of the credits of the multi-talented and unforgettable Carson Kressley. Carson started his career as an independent... Oh, my- oh hi. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Hi. I just got so excited. I was like, yes, that's me, You're everybody. Like, the They're talking Thank about you. me. Okay. So Carson started his career <laughs> as an independent stylist and became 
invaluable to major designers such as Ralph Lauren. That's the little teddy bear on a shirt that he's wearing right now. He's like so fabulous in polo today. I love it. In his Pennsylvania digs. We'll talk about that too. He took a leap into television and became a breakout star on Bravo's Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and won a primetime Emmy and gained a worldwide following. Uh, in his collaborations with Oprah Winfrey, Carson revolutionized America's personal fashion sense of style. He's hosted multiple TV shows, competed on several reality shows, including NBC's hit show, Celebrity Apprentice. Ooh, you got to tell us, like, we need all the yes. deets there. <laughs> Food Network, Celebrity Cupcake Wars. Oh, girl, dish the dirt. ABC's Celebrity Family Feud and the 13th season of Dancing with the Stars, where he was a fan favorite, raising awareness and donations for several charities. Carson is a key judge on TV series RuPaul's Drag Race, where he continues to win multiple Emmys. And then new fan favorites include his interior design show, Get a Room with Carson and Tom, Free Forms Rap Battle, that's W-R-A-P, and his new home entertainment talk show, Couched, where he interviews A-list celebrities and elite interior designers. Amongst being a strong support of many philanthropic causes when Cressley is not starring on stage or screen, he can be found atop one of his American saddlebred show horses where he's achieved world champion status. And that is actually how Carson and I actually I know it. each other. <laughs> so it's the horse thing, but also, okay, ready? So I walked up to Carson at like four in the morning um, at the Roxy, like in the coat check line of the Rock, or like five in the morning. It was late. It, it was uh -huh, light out. Let's uh -huh, be real. Uh -huh. And I was like, hi. I was like, not my, I was like 21 years old. I was like, hi. And I kind of introduced myself and I said my name, which was Jamie Krause at the time, my maiden name. And usually if people are going to recognize my name for anything, they're like, oh, like, are you Joe Lennon's daughter? Like maybe they heard about my family. And he was like, wait, did you win the 1992 <laughs> National Pony Finals? And I was like, say what? <laughs> Well, I didn't even know at that time that Carson was a horse person, but obviously between, um, so between horses and like 5 a.m. at nightclubs, we have a long history together. And we've been doing we dinners really and lunches do. and laughing we ever really since. Do. Right, Carson? Yes. Yes. I, I think I, oh, the rocks, see, those were the days we probably both had like chupa pops in our mouth. Uh -huh. And it was, you know, I was probably wearing a, a a tank top or a midriff or a tube top and you were the, wearing the same and mm -hmm. it was glitter involved but it was super fun those were the days i you yeah know? i got those pictures so don't don't tempt me i'll pull them out <gasps> mm. i want to see okay well before we get into the topic this is christine hi guys um i want to ask a quick question we usually do our weekly hi. catch up hi and um since we're all merry and bright and getting ready for the holidays i want to know if you guys have um any favorite holiday traditions and if you're able to still do them now with lockdown and everything else today i shared on my insta um one of my favorite things is to get the christmas tree new york city has all the fun little stands with lights and you know it's easy it's outdoors it's still safe to shop as long as you have a mask on and um it's just it makes it just mm -hmm. the whole city feels so festive the second they put those trees up and i just i love it it's fun to do with you know the whole family if you have kids or me and the hubby usually go out at night and get them and then you know you carry it home everyone's laughing on the street because it's a big tree and john's a big guy and he's like holding it with one hand so it's just a fun tradition and i'm glad that we can still actually do that you know we can't do everything but that's still one that we get to play around with so how about you guys oh i'd like to do the same one does john have a brother <laughs> actually he does and but he he, he has uh -huh. he has a partner his brother has a partner they live in dc um but if anything ever happens i'll let you know <laughs> yeah put me on put me on the short list put me yeah. on the list yeah is he hulking as well and 
I will. This is Heidi. Our holiday traditions are like totally busted this year for like a million reasons, not the least of which my son is having surgery on Christmas Eve. But we're still doing Elf on a Shelf. And I have I had three kids in two years, so they're all very close in age. And um, they are all still very young and they very much believe in all of it. So every night after they fall asleep, I have to like move the elf who they named Charlie. Um, and if I don't move him, they're like, mommy, Charlie didn't move. It means that you didn't tell him to go see Santa last night. And I'm like, because you were good. I don't know. He didn't have anything bad to report. I, it's a lot to remember, but it's like a nice, fun tradition. He like pops out of Thanksgiving. And then every day, all of a sudden, you have obedient children because you're like, Charlie's watching. He's going to tell Santa. That's so smart. That's good. Our elf does crazy things. We got really? ginger and then we got peanut because our elf had a baby and our <laughs> baby is naughty. What? <laughs> What is there was like oh a candy cane God. trail this morning. <laughs> Tomorrow he's hiding in the bathroom and we've got a musical toilet paper holder. It's crazy. I, I mean, I can't, like, you put you so much work really, into that. It no. Just me. Fun right. is like not Your elf work. had a baby? Yes, named Peanut. Oh my goodness. He's this big. Your elf is a whore. Oh what? my God, I love it. Dirty whore. <laughs> it's Santa's. Yeah. It's Santa's baby. Don't tell. Dying. Oh Don't tell Mrs. Claus. <laughs> I can't even answer this question because we all know I have 932 yep. Christmas traditions and I invent five new ones every day. So basically, <laughs> it, this is just my house is an explosion of traditions. New but make and old. On your Instagram, you did the whole tree kind of by yourself after your family helped you. Well, that's it. only what there's a tree in every room. Oh. Every kid has a tree and like there's trees in every bedroom. There's tree in my office. There's a tree that's just handmade ornaments in the front room. Oh, there's trees everywhere. That's like our main tree in the back room. But there's just trees everywhere. So, Carson, in case you didn't know, I Megan is the content chief of Women's Day magazine and was at the helm of Good Housekeeping and before that, Cosmo, where she actually did a story on you at I one did, point. I did, Carson. Right? You were one of our fun, fearless males a like hundred yeah. years ago, and I wrote the story. That's true. Yep. I remember. I still have the glass um, trophy. You got it. Yes, there was. Fearless male. Yes. And, I wrote and Josh Duhamel was there. Oh, my God. I know. Yes. And, and um. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And Simon Cowell. Simon Cowell was one of our winners. It was it yeah. was a good lineup. That, yeah. Um, yeah, and um, it was Cipriani, really fun. Cipriani, it was a great Cipriani party. or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Cipriani on Forty Second Street. I, never I remember. Say it, right? I always feel weird um, saying cuddling. Cipriani, but... I do too. Uh, but I've had so many great memories there of canoodling with Josh Dumel, and yeah, it was wonderful. So thank you. Yay! I love that. Um, okay, well, this is Jamie, and I, I don't know. I grew up really in a weird sitch because my mom hosted the Very Merry Christmas Parade for Disney World for my entire life. So like my Christmas was all people are like, oh, like do you guys do stockings? Or I know you're like Jew, you're like you know your father's Jewish. Like do you celebrate Hanukkah? Do you do Christmas? I'm like we do hair and makeup at six. <laughs> And then we're in the back lot at seven. So my entire life, I just thought Christmas was like a, in a production. Like I spent most of the day in like a, uh, you know, like a mobile home, like that was her dressing room. Right. Which, by the way, don't, you know, obviously it's not like feel bad for me. I didn't have a Christmas. Like it was the cool. I spent Christmas like in Mickey and Minnie's lap. You know, it was pretty mm-hmm. rad. But suffice it to say, we never had any formal traditions growing up because it just wasn't a normal thing. But I will say that um, that parade has definitely like 
you know, stuck with me. And I do like getting up on Christmas morning and watching that with my family. And now that we're here in Pennsylvania, I just honestly, it's like embarrassing how thrilling it is just to wrap a set of friggin' string lights around a tree. I'm like, we did a thing, you guys. I share it on my Instagram. Like, we're just so not used to being able to decorate after living in apartments for 20 years that we're just psyched to be here. That's all. Aww. We're just psyched. Okay, well, we can all say with conviction that we are ready to collectively say bye, Felicia, to 2020 and step on into 2021 with a spirit of reinvention. And if anyone knows how to refresh, revitalize, and reinvent, it's Carson. As someone who has enjoyed such an incredible longstanding career, such a rarity to remain cool and relevant for two decades, like who does that? Carson has mastered the art of the refresh and has done it with grace and and charm. We just knew our audience would love to be hear about his journey, especially as we go into the Christmas week. So Carson, please tell us your secrets and let's throw a little holiday glitter around. Whoop whoop. I love it. Oh, I just happen to have some holiday glitter. I always have <gasps> I, I have holiday glitter when it's not the holidays. Same um, I, I you know, I thank you f- Thank you for that glowing um, introduction again. Um, I just feel like um, uh, I always have kind of a childlike wonder about things. There are mornings I get up and I'm just like, oh, I have to go to the city today. How, how's that going to work? I was like, wait, I have a car and I have a driver's <laughs> license. Like I, sometimes I still feel like I'm like in eighth grade. And I'm just like, how am I going to get to New York today? But um, I think being kind of, you know, childlike and, um and seeing the the world through those eyes keeps it fresh. And I also think that um, saying yes to adventure, saying yes to new things, um, not limiting yourself, there's a certain um, joy to be kind of a novice at things and say, I don't know, I've never done this before, but you know, don't perm your hair at home. I'm not talking crazy here, <laughs> but um, trying new things, trying, you know, uh, looks and colors that you maybe didn't think you could wear or, um, decorating your house in a new and different way this year this is the year to do it because you know there are all the rules are like out the window um and just um having fun with it i you know jamie will know um i've been a horse rider for you know my entire life and i did the same thing over and over and then this year i was in la and i was just like i'm gonna try something different and i started jumping and i was just like wow this is so fun and it's just it's so fun to uh, turn the world on its ear and try something new. So I'm just a big, you know, try something new kind of person. And there's real, there's really no like secret or no great wisdom to it. It's just uh, be open, say yes, and um, try new stuff. I want to hear like, what what was like first grade, second grade, third grade, high school Carson like? Like, take us back. Like, how'd you get your start? Oh, gosh, I was always... Um, I was, I think I was just always a little bit fabulous. And um, (laughs) I just remember, um, yeah, I just, I was always different, you know, and kids were just like, have you seen the $6 million man? Isn't he cool? And I'd be like, yeah, and he's super hot. This is like in first grade. So (laughs) needless to say, there were some eyebrows raised at my corduroy two-piece suit with a vest and matching silk floral (laughs) shirt. Thanks, mom. Um, but I've always enjoyed style. I've always enjoyed dressing up. I've always enjoyed like design, like decorating. I've always liked making things look good. Even, you know, growing up with horses, it was like, well, let's put some braids in here and let's, why can't we put glitter on their feet? I mean, I think we can do that. Can't we? We have glue and we have glitter. Um, so I was just always trying to make things, um, 
as Dorinda says, I was trying to make things nice. And um, that's always been kind of my prerogative um, to the world. And I always loved helping people with it too. Like, you know, going over and helping people like zhuzh up their bedrooms or picking out prom dresses or, um, you know, we got our, our house redone in 1976 and a lady came over to do like draperies and she was like, we're going to do this and do this and do this. And I was like sitting there with my mom. I was like, uh, no, I don't think so. I think we need swags and jabos. And the woman is just like, who is this eight year old idiot savant? Um, but it was, you know, that was always my, um, that was always my vantage point in the world is, is through design and style and, um, presentation, I think. Hey guys, Christine here. You know I'm all about fabulous style, and I've long been a fan of Tommy Bahama for their fun swimwear and cozy knits. But would it surprise you to know that they're also your ultimate one-stop shop for all things holiday gift-giving? Some of our faves include their Paradise Blends candles, which add some island flair to your home with tropical scents. At $39.50, give me one for every person on my list. And when it comes to snuggling, I take my cozy seriously, which is why I love gifting the Tommy Bahama Island Soft Blanket. It's so dreamy and plush and comes complete with ribbon packaging, so it couldn't make gift giving any easier. And finally, check out the sporty Amelia Windbreaker from their new Island Zone collection, which features the usual Tommy Bahama take on chic, effortless style and pairs it with easy care, easy to wear pieces. Head on over to TommyBahama.com to shop all this and more. Hey mamas, Jamie here. So if you're anything like me, you've been on the struggle bus having little ones around during quarantine. Like guys, chill or don't, but do it someplace else. One of the first things many of us did when this all began was to hop online to find the best toys to engage their imaginations. Personally, I immediately tried to buy a water table only to find out they were literally all sold out. Well, step two to the rescue with their Ball Buddies Adventure Center. This two-tier water table sensation is amazing. Oh, and the best part? Well, other than that it's already been nominated for the 2021 Toy of the Year in the Infant Toddler category, it can be used inside as a sensory table when the weather gets cold. So gift it now, enjoy it all year long. Look, don't get stuck when summer 2021 comes around and these babies are all gone. Trust me from a mama who's already made that mistake once. Head on over to step2.com to check it out. And pro tip, gift it to your favorite mom friend if you want to really win the holiday gifting award this year. Enter the code GRAM at checkout for $5 off a purchase of $25 or more. Code expires on 1231. Would you say that one of your style tips or one of your main style tips is to be the same way, kind of like daring and try something new or something that scares you a little bit? Yeah, I think so. I think um, most people, and I've done hundreds and hundreds of makeovers on tons of different TV shows. And the number one thing when I take, you know, clients out shopping, whether it's on TV or not, is, oh, I can't wear that. Oh, no, nope, I don't look good in that color. And I'm just like, mm, have you tried that? Because I think we're oftentimes our own, our own biggest limiter. And I think if we just sometimes we need a fresh set of eyes to say, no, you can try this. And then nine out of 10 times, we'll try it. And they'll be like, wow, I didn't know I would look good in aubergine. I'm like, well, that's why I'm here. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, I think being taking li- little leaps here and there is very liberating. And again, you know, don't perm your hair at home. Uh <laughs> Don't buy a, you know, a chartreuse jumpsuit. Don't get crazy. But I think little, um, little, um, 
things that get you out of your comfort zone, maybe once a week or once a month or here and there. Um, just keep it fresh and new, especially in the world of fashion and beauty. I think there's so many options out there. We just really though, have to um, I, a have fun with it and try you, new stuff. Do you feel like where did you get that type of confidence though? Was your mom and your dad, your siblings like where did that come from? Were they like high fiving you and being like, "Wow, yes, that's fabulous"? Like where did that who who encouraged you and and kind no. of that? No, no, no. Um, no, no, I was, um, I was just, um, uh, I was just out on my own. I mean, I, I wasn't not getting, you know, praise for it. They weren't like, oh, this is terrible. Uh, but it was just, it was just kind of who I was. And I just always had a, um, I had a bossy sense of style, even, you know, like as an eight year old, I was, um, and it's just, uh, it's just there. And no one really encouraged it. I do think, you know, being artistic, you know, I would win like art contests in school. That Those little things give you confidence. You say, wow, I, I guess I am good at this. But that was really it. I, no one really was like, you should do this or you're amazing. Um, I just was kind of, you know, uh, it was a drive that came from within. How do you take that drive and like parlay it into the, obviously not anyone else can have the epic career that you've had, but how do you take that drive and make it, a career like what did that look like you know what um uh it it didn't it didn't look very linear it was very all over the place but um i um i always had a strong sense of self and i always had a strong sense of adventure and of fun and um uh and i do think growing up showing horses was a huge and jamie will understand this a huge confidence builder because you're like traveling around and you're kind of like not with your parents you're with your like horse trainer and you're like 14 and you're talking to people who like own m&m's brand candy i'm like wait you own everything um so you're with these like really influential people and you just kind of um gain confidence and say oh i can kind of talk to anybody i can i can do whatever so I had this ignorance is bliss kind of attitude and I decided I was going to, you know, go to college, get a great education. And then I was going to move to New York city the day after I graduated. I remember it was, I think it was, it paid $30,000 a year in 1991. And I was like, what am I going to do with all of this money? I'm going to buy so many <laughs> shoes and clothes. And then I was like, wait, rent is $1,700 a month. What? Uh, nonprofit for a while, but I was always a bit of a dreamer and, and a um, anything is possible kind of guy. And uh, I was like, oh, I think I'd like to work at Ralph Lauren. That's kind of my jam. I love the look. I love the vibe. I love the culture. And then I just, I got an interview and I, the next day I got a job there and I was like, oh, okay, that was easy. And um, I worked for Ralph's brother, Jerry, and I bought sardine sandwiches and went to the grocery store for them. And it was like the devil wears Prada, except everyone was really nice and wearing, you know, teddy bears on their sweater. <laughs> and um, one opportunity just led to the next. And then, you know, one day somebody at work said, Oh, I heard about this show called queer. Eye. It's going to be on Bravo. And at that point I was like, what's Bravo, a nonstick cooking spray. I don't even know what that is. This was in nine, you know, in 2002, um, and um, they said, you know, it's a show about, you know, five gay men who are experts in different areas of, you know, style and beauty and grooming. And I was like, oh, I, I think I'm an expert. And um, I went and had an audition and I was my sassy self. And they're like, um, OK, what are you doing next week? We're going to make a pilot. I was like, I guess I'm going to go make a pilot with you. And um, I waited like a year and um, 
nothing happened and it was crickets. And I was like, I, I still have a great job. I loved what I was doing at that point. I was, you know, styling all of the ads for Ralph Lauren and I was traveling around with Bruce Weber and Patrick DeMarchelier and all these people and like going to great locations and hanging out with gorgeous male models and, you know, Samoyed puppies. And I was like, this is great. But then they did call a year later and they said, um, we're going to make this show. Can you quit your job? I was like, do you even have dental insurance? Um, which they didn't. And, um, but I had a great boss at Ralph Lauren. This is another one of those like overarching, um, themes is that if you work with great people and I had this amazing woman at Ralph Lauren named Liz Paley, thank you for my career. And she said, you should try it. It sounds really amazing. And if it doesn't work out, we'll just hire you back. And I was like, what? Um, and, uh, I tried it out and then like, I don't know. I think the first episode aired in July and by August, like we were on the tonight show and in September we were at the Emmys and I was like, I was just folding socks like three months ago. Um, so, uh, I just say yes to opportunities. I try to surround myself with great people. I believe everything is possible. I was too naive to know like, oh, well, you can't be on TV. You you know, I just I just always thought everything was possible. And again, I think it goes back to even like growing up riding. I would have like a terrible horse, but I would somehow like pull it all together. And I would wind up getting like a third at a really big horse. Show. And I was like, see, we, we belong here. Um, so th- those are kind of my my um, mantras. I but love also, that because it's like the opposite in, of imposter syndrome. It's like most people feel, yeah, feel, have this imposter syndrome. And you almost just inherently somehow, which is just such a blessing from the universe, had this opposite of that. But I got to ask this, Carson, because I think it's all very humble. I think it's a beautiful, those three tenants are obviously a great foundation, but I think you're very humble. I think that there, there have to be some. There, there must be something in there that you have done differently than other people because many people have confidence and walk the walk and talk the talk. So I'm wondering, what is the most important thing that has kept you springboarding from thing to thing? Because I'm wondering, is it your connections? Is it your keep? Is it your knocking down doors? Like, like how do you continue right. to finagle your next move? Uh, I think, yeah, that's a great question because it is really hard. It's hard in every industry, whether it's like, you know, every, every industry has like new up and comers that you're kind of, you know, um, warding off and you're trying to stay relevant and be at the top of your game. Um, I think the secret maybe is that, um, I've never really put myself in a box and said, Oh, well, I'm a stylist and I can only do shows about like style and makeovers and design. Um, I love interiors. So I was like, well, let's do a show about interior design. Um, I love horses. So I, I'm pitching something right now to discovery about, um, you know, that world. So I just kind of, um, I just kind of get out of my own comfort zone and, also say yes to a lot of different opportunities people are like oh we thought about you for this like food network show but i don't know are you a foodie i was like listen i've been eating since i was a baby of course i know about food Uh, (laughs) right so i just try to um i say yes to a lot of opportunities and um someone that really had an impact on me this is weird but i knew him from writing is william shatner and he would always say like i say yes to so many things and like in his day like actors didn't like um, get stock options to like hawk Priceline, but he was like, this sounds like a great business opportunity. He hawked Priceline and made like millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. Um, and he says, I just, you know, I wasn't that P 
picky. I would say yes to a variety of things. They didn't have to be like Shakespeare. And um, I feel the same way. Like I'll, 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 sometimes I'll say yes. And I'll be like, you know, in Peoria, like filming, I'm like, why am I here? But most of the time I'm just like, gosh, that was really fun. Uh, I got paid money, which I'm still shocked about. And, um, uh, and I had a great time. So I just try to try lots of new and different things. And I think that's kept me um, out there. This is Heidi. I just want to say that listening to you, another thing that strikes me is that you're very much not afraid of hard work. Like you said, you were picking up sandwiches at Ralph Lauren. And, you know, it seems like oh. you do. A, that's definitely part of you, right? Does that come from a horseback riding or... Um, that comes from having really awesome parents who, um, were such hard workers. And, um, I come from like Pennsylvania Dutch like stock and we're all like farmers from Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, every, you know, working like 12 and 14 hours a day, that's just like normal. And, you know, that's what I saw growing up. And there were very few vacations. And especially if you have livestock at home, it's like you're not going anywhere. Trust me. So I do know the value of hard work and even working at Ralph Lauren. Like it was one of those places where everyone wanted to be there. It was literally like the Devil Wears Prada. A million other girls would would kill for your job. Mm -hmm. And um, so you're like, you know, working there. I, I remember going to a fashion show. It was in Milan. I was like, what is this a movie? And I was like flying there as part of the team. I was sitting next to Calvin Klein, which did not go well because I was all awash in RL everything. <sighs> and he was like, who is this person? And um, with my embroidered RL gold bullion slippers. <sighs> but we did that show. And, you know, Ralph will walk through the, the room and look at all of the looks on mannequins and say, oh, I like this. I don't like that. And that year we were doing all velvet slippers because that's a Ralph Lauren staple. And they were embroidered in gold bullion, which is like gold thread or brass. I don't know what it was, but it looked like gold. And he's like, oh, I, I, I you know, I wish these, these should be silver. And I was like, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just like, oh, my God, we've got to change like 500 pairs of loafers, slippers from gold embroidery to silver. So, you know, I hit the road in Milan, you know, on a Monday and there's like a siesta in Milan. I had no idea. I was like, wait, you guys have been closed all weekend and now it's Monday and you're still, there's a break from three to five in the afternoon when you're not open. So I was looking around for model airplane paint in silver and the world's smallest paintbrush to change all of these embroideries thread by thread um, from gold to silver. But that's what you do, um, you know, in showbiz, in fashion, in horses, like, Whatever it takes, you just have to do it. So that's always been my mantra. And um, and once I transitioned into showbiz, like I still feel like so lucky to do what I do that um, we're going to work hard, like home makeover shows. You have no idea. Like the van is like getting caught on a fire hydrant and all of the furniture fell off on the LIE and like crazy stuff happens. But it's got to look amazing. And also I learned that at Ralph Lauren too. Details are so important. Like everything has to be great. Um, so I'm not on set saying, oh, I think that looks good enough. I'm like, does this look amazing? Because if it doesn't, we've got to keep keep going. Um, and I've always worked with people who have that same sensibility too. And that really helps. Okay, let's start with the obvious. Who doesn't love water pick? It's an iconic brand everyone knows and loves, so we couldn't think of a better choice for holiday gift giving. 
Their Waterpick Sonic Fusion is a simple and effective all-in-one brushing and flossing solution that allows you to brush, water floss, or both at the same time with the touch of a button. It's also clinically proven to be up to two times as effective as traditional brushing and flossing. Gift shopping for the beauty junkie who loves to have all the best gadgets on her bathroom countertop? Look no further than waterpick.com, where you can snag one of these for $169.99. But wait, did you know that Waterpick creates more than just oral care products? Okay, let me explain. So obviously people are more stressed out these days because 2020. Not to mention, if you're anything like me, you miss the relief of a therapeutic massage. Well, enter the Waterpick Power Pulse Therapeutic Strength Massage line of showerheads to the rescue. This line of showerheads are unique in that they're clinically shown to provide wellness benefits such as helping to soothe muscle tension, increasing flexibility, promoting restful sleep, and reducing stiffness and stress. The Waterpick Power Pulse Massage delivers up to two times the massage force compared to other retail showerheads and can transform your shower into a wellness experience. Sign us up. The Waterpick Power Pulse Massage showerheads are available in-store and online at Home Depot for less than $50, making this the gift that literally keeps on giving. Hey guys, Christine here. Winter is coming and there is simply nothing better than cozying up under a gorgeous cashmere wrap. The only thing that beats wrapping up in one yourself is seeing a loved one's face when they unwrap it as a gift. Ooh, talk about winning the holidays. You know it. White and Warren's iconic travel wrap is marvelously multifunctional. Ideal for socializing outdoors, cozying up with a good book, or cuddling up under it on extra frosty nights. It's available in over 30 colors, so there's a perfect wrap for everyone on your list. It's truly a wrap of all trades. Visit whiteandwarren.com and use promo code OFFTHEGRAM15 for 15% off site-wide. Offer ends January 31st, 2021. This is Christine. Uh, quickly, I'm, I'm a stylist too, and I was a fashion editor for years at a bunch of different magazines. And don't you also notice that everybody always thinks everything you're doing or in that industry is just so super glamorous and, oh, how, you know, you have this luxurious, luxurious life. And yes. really behind the scenes, I'm yes. like sweating, I'm cutting my hands, I'm packing boxes, and I'm the fashion director, but yet I have a knife in my hand and I'm sticking, you know, pins in the back of the model last minute. But you have to just take that and of go with course. it. And this is Jane. Me. And, and that's Love exactly these. what I was going to say. I mm-hmm. think, Carson, you come from a different era. And that's, uh, we all do because we're a little bit older. <laughs> we're not millennials as many mm-hmm. influencers mm-hmm. are. And that's kind of why we started this show because we, we do bring a little bit of a different point of view. And this is no dig on millennials. However, I believe that there was a different work ethic back in the day. And I hate to be like that old lady that says it, but you know, you hear, I hear a lot of complaining now about, Oh, and the, the internship and I didn't get paid and I'm going to sue the Vogue. It's like, we got paid in education in learning how to be disciplined, you know, hard workers, good at our craft. Like, and we were proud to get paid in that currency because that's how we learned how to do our jobs. Well, and we learned life lessons and you come from that era and it's so refreshing. No, I totally do. I totally do. And uh, there are times where I'm just like, you know, I'll say like old lady things to like my niece or my nephew. I'm just like, oh, my God, I am an old lady. I'm the old aunt now sitting at the table saying, no, no. When I was a kid, we. Um, But it's true. And I was so 
uh, all of those things that you're talking about, like um, life lessons and hard work. I learned all of those in my early jobs, you know, working at Ralph Lauren for, you know, we didn't make lots of money, but uh, I have, you know, such a valuable, that's where I, I literally got my education. People are like, did you go to fashion school? I was like, no, I worked for Ralph Lauren. Like it was better. You have to absolutely lo love it when you're in one of these fields. I mean, I think any field. I mean, if you're a doctor, there's like a lot of like icky things about being a doctor, but you have to love helping people. Um, horses, like horse trainers, like, oh, my God, they like have to do like, you know, you're up all night with a sick horse. You're cleaning stalls every day. Like, you know, it has to be a passion. And the same for entertainment and fashion. You know, I, I talk to a lot of kids about working in the fashion industry. And I was on the board at Philadelphia University and we had a big fashion and design program and everybody wants to get to the end game and have like a runway show. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like first you have to learn like where do the buttons come from and how do you make a tech packet? And guess what? You're going to be going to Hong Kong to look at sweater strike offs. And there's so many pieces to the puzzle. Like you better love it because there's a lot of unfun stuff and not that much like glamorous stuff, actually. Carson, well, Christine again here, back to when you were saying, isn't it also, doesn't it have to do with also possibly your connections sort of overlapping? Like when you did leave um, Ralph Lauren for Queer Eye, weren't you probably, or maybe you didn't, but I, I could probably see that there was overlap where you could possibly do someone a favor, like maybe you used their clothes on the show. Or do you see that a lot of your um, careers or connections cross over ever? And then, you know, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. And, and you, so you have these great relationships that actually help each other out and you start building and building and building. And you can always go back, um, you know, to those past careers. Yeah, I, I mean... Yes, for sure. I think it's really about relationships. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there are many times where, yeah, I did, you know, go back and I would want to film at Ralph Lauren just because I loved, you know, the merchandise and the company and, you know, it was perfect for our client. Um, but in a greater sense, um, just having great relationships as you get older, um, again, and I'm turning into like the old lady, but I'm just like, oh my God, I know somebody who works at Condé Nast or, oh, I know somebody there. Or, oh, my, my, my cousin is a lawyer in Peoria. I can hook you up. Like you start to build a network. And again, like advice that I would give to the young people is, um, don't burn bridges too, because like you have to, it's a relationship world. And I can't tell you how many times where I will go into like a television network and I'll be pitching an idea for a show that I desperately want to do. And I'll see the person like either on the Zoom call or at the at the conference table. I'm like, you look really familiar. I'm like, yeah, I was your intern on how to look good naked. I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, I run Lifetime now. I'm like, OK. Right. Um, so you never know where people are going to show up. So be nice and be professional and, um, you know, uh, be respectful of people because you, odds are you're gonna, they're going to circle back in your industry and you're going to have to work with them again. So um, that's been a really good lesson for me. And I, I've been, you know, I've been good most of the time, but occasionally there's somebody I was like, oh, this meeting's not going to go well. <laughs> um, but but they will circle around, especially in showbiz. Like I just feel like um, every network executive is. Um, is out there and you're going to see them again, which is great. On the flip side, I've had so many wonderful relationships. I mean, some of the people that were executives on the original Queer Eye have moved on to a couple different networks and I'll still work with them. And 
you know, it's, I, I guess it's the good, the good thing about being older and more experienced is that you do have the network of people that you trust, you know how they work. And you're like, this would be a perfect project for us to collaborate on because you already kind of know their, their vibe. I love it. Um, all right. Well, I want to kind of wrap this up by, I want you just to set the, set the tone. I want to know like where you are. I want you to tell us about your life in Pennsylvania really quick, because I think most people would probably assume you live in New York or LA, but you don't. So can you just tell us what your home right. looks like? What is your aesthetic and what is a day in the life of Carson Cressley today? Yes. Um, you know, I, I've lived in New York, you know, it's so funny how life, you know, becomes full circle because as a young person, I grew up in Pennsylvania on a horse farm. Um, and you know, by the time I was in high school and college, all I wanted to do was leave and move to New York City and become friends with Madonna and Keith Haring and work for Ralph Lauren and all that. And I did, and I've lived there for 30 years and I still have an apartment in the city. Um, and the pandemic really put the fast forward button on this change of lifestyle where um, as of like last March, I finished filming a show in Montreal and I came here and I was like, oh, I'll be here for a couple of weeks and then I'll go back to the city. Well, I was here for like four months and um, it's actually been really wonderful. And I rediscovered the joys of country living and I've always really appreciated it. And I, I, you know, all of my career, I've been showing horses and juggling it. And, you know, Jamie, how that is like you kind of have to be like full in or not doing it at all. It's very hard because like you put all this time into it and they're like, oh, you can't go to the horse show because there's a work thing. And I'm just like, okay, well, work pays for all this. So I've got to go work. But being here on the farm, typically like in the morning, I will go to the barn and I'll clean stalls. It's great cardio. It's going to give me Madonna upper arms. And um, uh, I do it with my niece and she's a horse trainer. So um it's a fun family thing. And then um, I usually come here and make lunch and then I do meetings and calls. And then, you know, I'll sometimes be in L.A. for three months working on RuPaul's Drag Race, which comes out New Year's Day on VH1. Ooh. And um, or I did a I did a Food Network show called Dirty Dishes in my apartment in New York City. There's so many new ways of like filming, obviously. Um, but then as soon as I'm done working, I really love being here. Um I'm going to get a dog. I get to be with the horses every day, which is a, such a different uh, experience from just going to the barn for like an hour and riding and then leaving, like being there and caring for them is totally different. And I, I don't do that much, quite honestly, but that's great. And um, I, um, yeah, it's, I'm like a little mini Martha. I have horses and a farm and um, I think I have good taste. And uh, you can see my farm, I think in, um, God, it's called Equestrian Living. And it's a magazine. You can look it up online. You can see that place and you can see um, my apartment in the city on um, Open House New York TV. I think you can Google. But um, it's fun. I, I get to be a little bit of Green Acres. Like, you know, I have my Park Avenue moments and then I come back here and I drive my four wheeler through the mud and, um, you know, feed the dogs and horses. And I have them trained now. They do know me and my car when I drive to the barn because I am still lazy. I drive to the barn because it's cold and um, they see my car coming down the driveway and the two smart ones, which happen to be saddlebred horses, run to the fence because I feed them peppermints through the car window. I saw that on like, your story. That's the lady with the so peppermints. <laughs> yeah. And they stick their heads in the window like I'm on a safari and um, they get their peppermints and then they're like, okay, bye. Uh, but it's really, it's really been fun. So I've, I've really been 
um, making lemonade out of lemons and enjoying farm life. And, uh, you know, I'm practically Amish at this point. I can bake, I can sew, I can hitch a horse to a wagon. Just look out world. You're preaching to the choir because, you know, I'm, I got a little Amish in me too. And I'm, I'm here in Pennsylvania. So by the way, you know, as soon as some of this, some of this COVID craziness lifts, I'm coming to see you girl. You have to. I have about 200 acres. We can ride and ride and ride, and I'll, I'll get you on a really nice horse. Don't oh, you worry. I can't wait. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. We always finish up with a quick lightning round, and I'm going to do that right now. So are you ready? Three important questions I have to ask you. Yes. Question number one, morning or evening workout? Oh, um, evening. I know that's bad. It's not bad. In fact, we've heard it's good, but it's rare. So good for you. What is your favorite workout? My favorite workouts are workouts that I don't know I'm working out. So um, uh, dance classes are super fun. Um, Different types of riding, you know, different disciplines where you're engaging different parts of your body are amazing. Um, And then um, I will just do like a boring, like I have a carriage house here at the farm and I have like a bench and like these free weights that you can like change the weight by turning a dial. I don't know how it we works, but it does. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And um I'll just do that, you know, like and I'll put on um my new favorite band. I don't even know if they're a band. It's called Confidence Men. It's like kind of techno-y, disco-y fun. Um you're gonna love them. And I put them on and I blast it and I have no neighbors and I'm just out there sweating to the oldies. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And last question, coffee tea or matcha? Oh, I like tea. I'm a tea person. Me too. Love it. All right. This is Heidi. And um, our very last section is called Karma Call. (laughs) So Megan says it way better than anyone else, but I'm the yogi. So I'll explain that karma is the Sanskrit word for action. So we ask all of our amazing guests, what is one actionable item that you would give to our listeners? Small change or action they could do that would yield a big result. It could be drinking water every day. What's yours? Right. Um, I would say maybe, you know, twice a year, I would have a beauty checkup. Like you go to the dentist for a teeth cleaning, but I would go see like a beauty person and say like, what are your new favorite products and what do you recommend? And just get like kind of a re a rejuge on your routine. I think keeping your routines fresh and updated are really important. It keeps you um, fresh and updated as well. Love that. Love That's it. That's a good one. Do you mean don't buy the same CoverGirl makeup at CVS that I've been buying since I Right. I shouldn't be doing because uh, that's what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that. Just, you know, maybe you, sh- maybe you should, but maybe just find out um, from a pro, like, am I, you know, let's get a checkup. Is there something <laughs> new? Oh, God. I love this and I love you. And thank you so much for being here with us. And I'm so glad that we can just both be sitting in our bucolic Pennsylvania settings and just enjoying this life. Because, you know, I mean, this is the silver lining, right, of 2020 is that we get to like some of us have gotten to enjoy a, a life that maybe was parallel and we never even realized was out there for us. So, Carson, thank you for joining us today. We love you. And thank you to all of our listeners for listening in. Don't forget to subscribe to this show anywhere you can consume podcasts so you never miss an episode and don't forget to follow us on the gram at off the gram podcast we'll see you next time